Hey everyone, today's episode features one of my mentees and mentors, Craig Siegel and I welcome John Asaroff to The Paradigm Shift. And the three of us, we discuss the secret to manifesting what you want, and of course, my favorite law, the law of Goya, G-O-Y-A, get off your ass. Tweet me at David Meltzer, your favorite part from today's episode, and check the show notes to see where you can email me or text me at any time. This is Entrepreneurs, the Playbook. We are here, and we are shifting the paradigm of the law of attraction with my mentor, John Asroff, coming on, just proof of the world thought leaders that are willing to wake up early in the morning. The most handsome thought leader in the in the in, I, I know Jack Campbell is going to be mad at me, but uh, me and my wife voted, and John Asaroff is the most handsome of all thought leaders. Look what I got for you, Dave. Craig. Our favorite poem is right there. Don't yeah. quit, don't quit, don't quit. I'm listening to you. John. Some, people, some people just listen. I listen, and if Dave Meltzer says, Look at a poem, I'm looking at a poem, baby. John. You have been a fan for a long time. Ever hey, since Craig. Secret, and you and I are going to manufacture magic here today. Thank you for being with us. My joy. It's so much fun with you two. Dave, the introduction he deserves. Well, I think the man needs no introduction, but I will give you a little <laughs> bit of background. Uh, he is an author, speaker, thought leader, mentor, coach, teacher, all of the above, and uh, also a friend of mine. Uh, he is a transformational leader as well. He has written books. Inner Size is one of my favorites. He has an event with Jack Canfield in October that he's doing and many, many others, which uh, I hope to help him. In fact, I texted him this morning and asked him, hey, what, what, what can I do to be of service to you? And he said, typical John Asroff, I'm here to serve you, Dave. And so let's make this about you. Don't worry about me. We'll worry about that later. Uh, but <clears throat> He also was in the movie The Secret, where he uh, was best known, and which is so funny because he he's the one that inspired me to have a vision board. And then, of course, like anything else, we were talking about humble, humble, humble ignorance. Like I thought I knew what I knew, so I came in to talk to John out there in Rancho Santa Fe in his big office, and I said, "Hey, the law of attraction, man! You wouldn't believe I have my dream beach house the same way you have yours." And we started talking about the law of attraction and he kind of poo-pooed the law of attraction and he taught me the law of Goya, which I have, <clears throat> I, I try as many times when I say the law of Goya to say my mentor, John Asheroff, taught me the law of Goya, G-O-Y-A, get off your ass. And he shifted, he goes, I don't really believe in the law of attraction the way you're saying it, Dave, which like blew my mind because my whole interview was based off of him teaching me about vision boards and the law of attraction. And he shifted my paradigm. So. He is amazing. Anytime, anywhere, I will humbly serve John Asroff. And if that's not enough, he is a mentor, a friend, a teacher, a coach uh, to me and millions. Now, that's the introduction. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Craig. It's interesting. Our realtor gave us a, a, a book with a picture of the house that was in the secret that I ended up buying and living in so that I would never forget the power of creating a vision. Right? So, uh, hey, guys. Craig, nice to see you again. Yeah, David, nice. always great to be with you, my brother. It's so much fun. The audience is so engaged. It's great. Guys, drop some questions in the chat. I'll kick it. Dave, John, I saw you talking about it all the time, and I think this is so important for the audience. So many people are conditioned to have a mentality of scarcity. Why is that, and how can they adjust that? 
Sure. So, you know, when we think about uh, a mentality or a mindset of, uh, of scarcity, first thing I, I always like to start with is, um, were you born with that? Like, were you born with a mindset of abundance or scarcity? Uh, were you born with an abundance of, uh, there's more than enough, there's not enough? And the answer is, you weren't born with that. There isn't a baby, you know, born anywhere in the world since 107 billion humans have walked on this planet born with any beliefs or paradigms or ideas about success or failure, abundance or uh, scarcity, security. So we, we develop these ideas and from a, a neuroscience perspective, which is the angle that I, you know, I research and study is we just develop these patterns no differently than if a software engineer sits at uh, her table or his table and starts to write software you know, the computer then has software that the computer runs on. Well, um, when we are born, we have, uh, you know, our parents, our teachers, our brothers, our sisters, and the environment that we live in, and they start to code or write the software called our experiences, the meanings that we give things, um, our beliefs that develop into our habits. And then the very nature of how our brain works is that the patterns that are reinforced become stronger patterns and easier for us to implement regardless of what else is possible. So that's just a little bit of the understanding. <clears throat> so when somebody's in a state of scarcity, it's not because only scarcity exists, because there is scarcity, but you have to be focused on scarcity for it to exist. So it's just like there's a, an up, there's a down, there's an inside, there's an outside. If I'm only focusing on up, I can't see down. So the question becomes is, am I willing to see where there may be abundance, even though my environment and my beliefs are causing me to see only scarcity or feel like there's not enough or behave in ways that are not enough? Is it possible for me to open the window of abundance Right. And if you if you stop for a moment and think, are there people out there that are living with more than enough, with more than enough health, uh, more than enough of a great relationship, more than enough money, more than enough time to do the things they love to do? Are there people doing that? Yeah, there are. What if we shifted the questions we ask ourselves and said, OK, instead of me thinking and feeling and maybe behaving in ways where I'm displaying that there isn't more than enough, what could I do to experience abundance? What can I do to uh, see more? And this is where a higher um, cortical functioning happens in our brain, where we elevate beyond our conditioning. And as soon as we do that, we actually use this $100 billion biocomputer which is what our brain is, right? It's a, it's, we can't even create it for $100 billion. And we use it in a way that allows us to open up the world of possibilities. And then when we behave in the right way, we create a world of probabilities, right? So from possibilities, we create a world of probabilities because, I mean, I'll stop with this. If you think about this, all right, so let's think about this for just a second. Is there somebody that maybe you grew up with 
that's healthier than you are, that's wealthier than you are, that has a better relationship than, than you have. Um, so in any area of our life, in health, wealth, relations, career, business, fun and experiences, there's somebody who's achieved more, right? So the question is, if somebody's achieved more, then more is possible. Well, then the next question is, how can that more be possible for me? And as soon as we do that, we shift our internal focus from scarcity to maybe I can have more, more peace of mind, more love, more kindness, more giving, more sharing, more money, more, more of whatever it is that we want. And the very essence of our nature, the spiritual essence of our nature, the intelligence within us wants to express itself more fully. So it's really a little shift in our mindset, our upgrading of our skill set, and yes, doing the right things, the action set has got to be right also. I can't stop smiling. Juggernaut John in the flesh. This is this type of stuff for 10 hours. Dave, what are you smiling at? Well, <clears throat> because I'm just thinking, God, man, I've learned so much from John Asroff. I was, my neck is sore from shaking my head, yes. And it's also uh, an interesting thing because John and I are blessed to be around so many big thinkers and you know i still think i i have to train my mindset not to think of crumbs when you talk about the multi-billion dollar tool that i've been given i still find myself with size so scope scale and sale problems and i know what what i mean by that is that we can't fathom the size scope and scale of things so when i tell people in the past that i want to live to 111 and I'm gonna die on January 11th as I was born on January 11th at 111, as I was born on 111 at 111 years old, most people, including me, think that's an abundant thought. And then a person like Diane Cannon, as I'm sitting there at the Laker game with her, looks at me very sad when I tell her, and I said, what's the matter? She said, why are you limiting yourself? She said, what if technology creates a way that most people live to over a thousand years old, and for the next 50 years, you're telling yourself in the universe that you want to pass away at 111. See, there's a size, scope, and scale problem to everything because we're conditioned to think too little because we can't fathom the trillions of data points and trillions of universes that exist, even though we have a multi-billion dollar tool in order to perceive what is possible and even what is probable, I can take the biggest dreams from the biggest people, including Bezos and Branson, who want to go out of our atmosphere and say, why are you thinking so small, guys? Why are you and so when I say size, scope, and scale, we got to train ourselves, discipline ourselves, and try our best to expand, grow, let life long for itself as it was meant to be. And then what I have added into it from the learnings of reading people and watching and studying John, is don't look for things on sale. So it's size, scope, and scale, but stop looking for things on sale. What does that mean? I know so many people, me inclusive, that have spent so many hours, days, months, and years going, oh, I got to get a better price. I, I got to get this on sale instead of thinking what? Why don't I just make so much goddamn money? It doesn't matter what it costs. Because money and every other energy in the universe is infinite and limitless. How can I experience an instant of a second between limitlessness and infinity. I'll tell you why, the how. The only way to do it is to take ourselves out of the realm of time. The speed of light dictates the 24 hours of activity that we get every day. The speed of light, 186,000 <laughs> miles per second. And what happens is we don't realize that what John trains 
in his courses, in his different coaching and all the things he does is to utilize the speed of thought, which is the only thing that moves faster than the speed of time. And when you do that, you can start training yourself to live in a bigger size scope scale and stop looking for things on sale. Johnny has Dave fired up today. <laughs> it's, I, I, love, I love the discussion in as much as from the moment we are born, we are so used to navigating you know, the, the world that we live in with our five physical senses, hear, see, smell, taste, and touch, which are pretty finite. And when we talk about infinite space and time, um, there is, for example, in the world of quantum physics, there's something called entanglement. What does entanglement mean? Well, it means that everything is entangled uh, in the universe. So let me give you an example. Uh, in one of my books many years ago, uh, there was some research that we discovered around uh, some, some studies that they did with um, taking saliva from, let's say, me or anybody that's watching right now, and taking the saliva um, 500 miles away, 5,000 miles away from the person who they took the saliva from. And when they subjected the person to certain stimuli, the saliva 5,000 miles away reacted the same way as the person who was being stimulated um, let's say an electrical, uh, electrical stimulation. And they're wondering, how is it possible that at the same nanosecond, the saliva was actually reacting the same way as the physiology of this human being? And this was the real you know, uh, awakening or opening that there is something that is faster than light. Right, and so there's something that happens. It's almost like if you're in a, you know how a spider has a spider web and the spider might be in the middle of the spider web and something happens at the edge of the spider web and the spider just starts to go there because the ripple, okay, is instantaneous as soon as that, you know, like that pebble is dropped in the water, it's felt throughout. Well, I, I totally believe with Dave and, and we're early I and mean, we think about this, you know, 500 years of, of uh, science, right? In, in 100, you know, 2 billion years or 2 million years of humans walking on earth in one capacity or another, we got 500 years of science. Yeah, only in the last 20 years are we learning how and what this uh, biocomputer of ours, the most sophisticated you know, organism in the entire cosmos that we're aware of, operates. We're just getting the user's manual right now. And so the fact that we don't understand very well, you know, that when I think, let's say, of David or you, Craig, you know, is it possible, just let's open up a possible, is it possible that because we're entangled and we're friends, maybe a little bit closer you know, to the center of the, of the cobweb, that brain cells are activated in you called mirror neurons, as in me, possibly? Is it possible? Uh, is it possible that, you know, when you think of somebody and your phone rings or a text comes in, is it possible that those cells have been activated? Uh, when you think about what we're doing right now, you know, I'm sitting in San Diego. Craig, I think you're in San Diego, too. I'm in um, New York. You're in New York. Okay, so you're in New York. Uh, David's, you know, just up the street in, in Orange County. Um, I am talking you know, at a phone, this thing we call a phone, there's light traveling, you know, right through there, going through space and time, hitting off of satellites, and everybody in the world 
that's watching right now can see us and hear us. And our brain is watching, activating cells of recognition in our brain, sending electrical and neurochemical signals so that we know what the F is going on. Holy shit. Like, wow. Just a hundred years ago, if you would have told somebody we'd be doing this today, they would burn you, you know, at the stake. They would light you up thinking you're a freaking warlock or a witch. And we're just, we're just like uh, early cosmonauts, right? Um, you know, in, in this space. And so to think that uh, we understand, you know, um, what we do understand a little bit more of is energy, okay? Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, understand energy right and if you think about it, that was that was like yesterday it was like it was like a second ago in time and so there are some people that are always on the forefront of what what may be and there's some people that you know whether it's the the, the seers the sages that tapped into the quantum field um, maybe even today some of the people that are experimenting with you know psychedelics which allows you to open up states of consciousness that are hear, see, smell, taste, and touch physical senses really do a limited job of um, allowing us to see and be with the whole versus the, the, the uh, part of the whole. So I think it's, it's time, you know, that we all open up the possibilities, like what is really possible. And if it's true that I'm only limited by uh, my thinking, is it possible that I can think bigger? If it's possible that I'm only limited by, you know, the emotions that I'm used to uh, moving towards and moving away, is it possible to become better navigators of emotions, which is nothing more than the energy in motion within me? Is it possible that my skill sets are limited? And in order to have more, I have to become more. Right? Well, all of it's available now. So there is no reason in August 2021 to live in a state of scarcity, to not know how to um, manage your mindset and your focus and your awareness, to not upgrade the skills that you can Google, buy a freaking book of David's, you know, and just learn the stuff that he's learned and got, you know, in the years of his experience and the other authors. Go to YouTube. You don't want to spend money. Go to YouTube. Like you have zero excuse right now not to level up um, because you're not going to have more. The universe doesn't care what your need is. The universe wants you to bring your seed, okay, to the garden, not your need to the garden. And so you bring your seeds of ideas, your seeds of possibility, your seeds of positivity, your seeds of I can versus I can't, and the world's your oyster. Um, so... And I'm still on that trail of scarcity. There is nobody, no human right now. Um, uh, let, me, let me back up. There are some circumstances right now that can create scarcity. I get that. Um, but there's really, for, for those of us that have choice, like real choice, there is no excuse for scarcity. This is awesome. Let me know if you know a good surgeon, Dave, because you have to surgically move the smile <laughs> my face. Saturday dialogue does not get deeper than this. This is so valuable and so special. Dave, I see you smirking over there. Once again, right? I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? But one of my favorite 
sayings uh, that my oldest brother told me at 18 when I didn't realize that doctors had to be in hospitals because I wanted to be a sports physician. And he looked at me in complete dismay because I was pre-med and he knew I wasn't going to be a football player. He's like, David, you need to be more interested than interesting. And I, I have called it the plus one philosophy. So when you want to shift your perspective to creating and lessening the interference, realizing that you are healthy, happy, worthy, and wealthy, all you got to do is use a plus one, a more interested than interesting philosophy. Because no matter how big you're thinking, ask yourself, wait a second, there's still plus one. You know, and it's like reminding me when you were little and you're like a thousand times better. And your brother's like a thousand times plus one better. That's exactly the philosophy that you want to have in abundance. Is it when you're stretching and, and getting that size scope and scale, getting away from looking for things on sale, ask yourself, oh, yeah, what plus one? You're going to go to Mars? I'm going to Jupiter. You're going to go to Jupiter? I'm going to go to the sun. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to a whole different galaxy. And on and on and on. And once you shift your mindset to the possibility, probability, the bigger question would put the smirk on my face is, these are all theoretical, great mindset things. They're heart set things, which is attached to the emotion, the energy emotion. But the real trick is to remind, remember, recollect that we live at the speed of light. And so those who benefit the most that live with the ability to make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun are the ones that can take every possibility, become inspired and make it a probability, but also know how to use strategy, discipline, and awareness to take that vision board of an inspiration of the dream house that you have and materialize it through discipline, strategy, and awareness. Actually take a higher vibrating thought, uh, this vision, and materialize it to actually slow it down into a form that exists here at the speed of light. That to me is where I am focused on helping people because look, you can sit at home high, you know, broke, sick on your mom's couch all you want, dreaming about the Ferrari. But if you really want a Ferrari, you gotta be able to have discipline, strategy and awareness in order to effectuate it down into the speed of light so you actually can drive that car. And that's what I really try to help people with is the blend between that speed of thought and the speed of light. I, I thought all you have to do is sit and, and think about your Ferrari, Dave. Doesn't that happen? Only in the secret, John. Only, only in the movie, The Secret. I want a Ferrari in my garage this afternoon. I want a Ferrari in my garage this afternoon. And, and, what, and what law? What law? It's not working yet. Hold on, hold on. Slow down, you guys. It's not working yet. <laughs> oh, Ferrari, 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 Ferrari. Honey, is it there yet? <laughs> That's the law of Goya, baby. And I think that, it's that's, that's the law of uh, wishful thinking. It, do, it doesn't, listen, I, I like wishful thinking. I like vision boards. You know, I like uh, big, bold ideas. Um, but on this blue planet, okay, uh, on this blue planet, maybe somewhere else it materializes on another planet that we are yet to discover. On this blue planet, um, you better match your vision, your, your mindset, your heart set, with your action set, get off your ass and do the right things in the right order at the right time. You know, I have, I'm gonna show you something. That's gold, that's gold, right that gold. down. I, I have Rubik's cubes that I like to play with, you know, um, you know here in my home. And um, imagine you wanna solve a Rubik's cube. First question, 
is it possible to solve a Rubik's Cube? Yes. Uh, second question, if I just try to do, you know, random behaviors, um, what are the chances of solving the Rubik's Cube? And the answer is this three by three has millions, just this three by three has millions, okay, of potential moves that you can make because it's three by three by three by three. But most people say, hey, let me have this. Let me, let me try the Rubik's Cube. And then, ah, I can't do it. Well, the fact that you can't do it doesn't mean that you can't do it. The fact that you can't do it only means this one thing. I haven't yet learned the algorithm. You can go and learn how to do this or this one on YouTube right now. Here's the problem. You're interested in solving it, maybe having a little bit of fun. You're not committed to solving it. When you go from interested, okay, to doing what's easy and convenient to committed and learning how to be healthier, how to be wealthier, how to make more money, how to build your business, how to be a coach, how to write a book, how to figure whatever it is. The how-to already exists. If you're committed, you will learn the steps and you will take the action necessary. Anything else, you're playing. You're just like hoping and praying that it works out. Let me put a little bit of effort in. Yes, you can put less effort in when you learn the right steps. What most people are not prepared to do is be committed and then change. And that's what it requires because you have to change your thinking, you have to change your behaviors, and you have to upgrade your skills, which takes commitment. Sorry, everyone, but this is a morning of truth. Um, no, no, no fluff this morning, right? You, you want to hear fluff? Go somewhere else. You want to hear the truth of what it really takes, right? What does it really take? Okay, it takes commitment. Everything else comes after commitment. Uh, this is unbelievable. For the audience listening, we see how engaged you are. We love you guys. Continue to share the show. Johnny, I want to come full circle. This all ties back to something that you always say about the Raiders' edge. You can, yeah. but will you? Yeah. I, 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 listen, I, uh, yesterday, David, I know that you're um, here in San Diego. And I'll, if you're here Sunday, I'll see you at that event. I was at another event at a mastermind that I'm in with um, a bunch of business owners that are doing between I think it was uh, $7 million to $50 million a year in revenue. Everybody in the room, there was, uh, I think, eight or ten of us. And, um, and we all are learning from each other the, the skills, the tools, the techniques, the mindset, the skill set, the action sets, because it's all possible. Uh, and here we are learning, you know, the key things to do, not the things to talk about, the things to do, because we're all big thinkers, um, but you have to back up your thinking with the behaviors because no differently, you know, than, you know, if you had a padlock, right, a padlock with a combination that you need to go two times to the right to stop at 29, one time to the left, stop at 19, turn to number seven, the padlock opens. The combination is got to be put into the padlock in a precise order. Well, David and I, you know, both teach, as you know, Craig, is, you know, the universe operates by law, not by luck. And so if you're not in resonance and in coherence mentally, emotionally, and physically, one of the pieces is not accurate. It's not that you can't open it up, but in order to 
operate within how the universe operates as far as we know it. We want to be more in concert. What, what does that mean? What does harmony mean? It means that the members of the band are playing together so that the, the music that is produced is beautiful. That's in concert. That's in harmony. If we're not achieving the results that we want, is it possible something is just not in concert, in harmony, and in flow? And so what's our job? Well, get in flow. Get into concert and coherence instead of chaos. And so you say, well, how do I do that? Well, you upgrade your skills on how to do that. You ask the question, well, how do I get my thinking right? How do I manage my emotions? How do I, like, what should I do? Dave, what should I do? What should I do when I wake up? What should I do, you know, by nine o'clock? What should I do at 12 o'clock? What should I do at three o'clock? We have time and there's no such thing as time management. The only way we can manage what we do in time. So the question is, are you doing things in time that will lead to the results you want? Yes or no? It's a binary. Yes or no? Right? If you're doing things the, in the right order, then you, you're going to achieve predictability and, and success beyond your wildest imagination. But if you're not prepared to invest in the learning and then in the behavior, then you're just going to have, you know, disappointments. And I'll leave with this, or I'll, I'll end with this. Most people learn to be masters of disappointment instead of masters of change. My face. <laughs> Here's the mic drop. <laughs> Cube drop. Unbelievable, guys. Share the conversation. This is what it's all about. On Saturdays, we're getting deeper than we do during the week. You should always be sharpening the axe. The tools that you guys spoke about today absolutely priceless any last words big dave i'm just excited to see john tomorrow i'll be on stage at I'm noon to 12 35 and i got some more surprises too so i'm going to give him a big hug it's been way too long since i've seen him in person and only other law that i want to put upon people before i leave is don't forget the law of gravity uh and we just touched on it the law of gravity says your feet are right here right now you're at the right place at the perfect time and that's the perfect place to start Create your own routines, adaptable routines, and daily practices to effectuate what you want. All the love and grace to everybody. I am of service. Reach out to me anytime. Craig, it's always a pleasure to be here on The Paradigm. We're taking this to TV like my other shows, so maybe John Astro will be one of our first guests on TV. Because he is the most handsome, voted at the Meltzer Home, the most handsome thought leader in the world, John Astroff. Dave, thank you. Listen, Dave, Dave. Uh, many years ago, uh, when Brian Tracy and I became friends, I was, uh, you know, young in the industry about 20 years ago. And we were in a mastermind together, myself, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy. And I was like the young kid on the block, right? They, you know, I was uh, probably like 40. They were, they were uh, 55 at the time. And, uh, and I said, uh, excuse me, Mr. Mr. Tracy, um, um, I was wondering if you could. And he said, stop. I said, uh oh, what did I do? He said, John, for you, the answer is always yes. And so, Mr. Meltzer, for you, the answer is always yes. Not that you're a young student, but whatever you ask, the answer is yes for you. The work that you are doing in the world, the, the, the amount of love and heart 
and, and strategy and, and what you give. Most people charge more for what you give for free. And I just love the service that you are always in. And for that, my friend, I love you and I appreciate you and I'm grateful to be your friend. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by today, Johnny. We got to get you on the CLS experience. Alexandra emailed his team right away. So many gems, priceless value. Appreciate you guys so much. All right, guys. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode in any way or found any value, screenshot it, share it, however you like. My only ask is you help me empower others to empower others to be happy.